0: all right um let's do the thing okay so um my name is justin johns uh i work at labyrinth games and puzzles uh and welcome to okay fine my name is justin i work at labyrinth games and puzzles uh welcome to think like a kid i have two panelists with me um alex and scarlett uh both are uh youth game designers and they're here to kind of share their viewpoints, their expertise, and their knowledge. So what I'd like to do, it's okay with you, is maybe we chit chat for like half an hour, 45 minutes. And then we can throw questions to the audience. Or we can just keep the conversation going. Does that sound good? Yeah. Thumbs up? Cool. All right. Um, But first, let's bug the audience. So if you are current, if you've ever designed a board game or you want to design a board game, can you raise your hand? Oh, my gosh. Like, there are 12 people in the audience and 100% of the hands went up. That's pretty awesome. Okay, you can put your hands down. Thank you, though. Um, So... Let's go, Alex first, and then we'll have Scarlett go. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your game design experience?
1: Yes. So, um, I currently work on uh, mostly card games, mostly family-friendly fem- card games. Uh, pretty short, um, so ranging from wallet game, that's like 12 cards, to uh, maybe like a 45-minute engine builder game that I'm working on right now. Uh uh-huh. um, And. One thing I'd like to say like about myself is I'm homeschooled and um, I mean I'm 16 so it's like I dedicate a lot of time to this but it's not like you know my entire life like you know I do other things too I you know I work on school and all that but so it's definitely a very high interest though so I put a lot of time into this so I'm really excited about it
0: Cool And Scarlett what about you what's your sort of game design experience
2: well, I've worked on, so one game that I have is in the prototype phase, um, and it's a social deduction game called Mystery Museum, and you're basically a bunch of security guards and you're trying to figure out who the thief is before they steal out a certain amount of artwork. And then a, a few other games I've been working on are, we're still trying to add in like the details of how you're supposed to play, and then we'll hopefully or we'll eventually get those made into prototypes. And so I have a really big interest for board games. So. um,
0: Cool, that's great. So um, I guess one question I have um, for you is when you're designing a game, um, some games have mechanics that fit really well with their theme. And some games don't. So when it when you when you sit down and start thinking about a game, do you think about what mechanics you want to use first, or what theme you want to use first? Like um, Scarlet, you want to go first.
2: So when we designed um, Mystery Museum, we focused on what we first did was decide the type of games we want, like strategy, um, things like that. So I guess we did start off with choosing the theme of our game, we chose it would be mystery sort of social deduction game that combines strategy with it, with um, an element of luck in it. And I think that Oh.
1: I can I can jump in real quick um so the question was like on mechanics
0: mm-hmm. do you, do you, when you're when you're designing a game do you start with the idea the theme or do you start with the mechanics
1: So this is actually a really interesting story um for my first like real uh two to four player game this was called Goblin shenanigans um I actually it used to be called Metals of Mana and then uh, I had spent so much time perfecting the mechanics and my mom was like, you cannot have a game that's abbreviated MOM. Like there's Mansions of Madness, and like there's like a bazillion MOMs, and I'm like, yeah. I can't do that. So I was like, I need to work on a theme. So I actually started with the mechanics, but I've seen a lot of people do the theme first. Um, it's really just a question of which is the more, which is like the spirit of your game. So um, if you're thinking like, this is the cool part of my game, this is, this is what is central to my game, in goblin shenanigans that's actually the theme because um i made it really tailored to the game so like the thing that gets the most appeal when i play it is the theme so in that case the theme is what's central to the game so um it's kind of like odd that i made it second but i would try to focus on what you want from your game first so if that's the theme then work on the theme first but if that's like the mechanics like you want this to be Uh, A combo game or like you want this to be a mischief game or like a stealing game then you should probably work on those mechanics first and then worry about the theme and match it later
2: yeah like um, we discussed like so board game design was actually part of our curriculum at school and what we did was we talked about um, exactly what you said Um, it kind of depends on what type of game you're going for like based on what type of game you want it kind of depends which one you start with
0: okay cool and so um so once you have either your mechanics or your theme and you start um you start developing your game do you find um how do you know when a game is uh too simple or it's too complicated
1: Um, so, I think it's really a question of, like, if it's too complicated, you'll know because you'll go to play it, like, I've had this happen, you'll go to play it, and you'll just be like, I can't keep playing this game. You're just like, I don't even want to keep playing this game. If it's way too complicated, I mean, you'll know, you'll be like, this mechanic, let's just throw it out. And, like, oftentimes, you'll be playtesting a game, and you'll just, like, agree with the people you're playing with, and they'll just all be like... Yeah, this mechanic sucks. Let's just throw it out. So, like, that's a good way to simplify. Um, like, especially like on the fly. Uh, if it's too simple, I mean, I don't really know if it can ever be too simple. It's really a question of like uh, minimum viable product. I don't like that's a term that people throw. out. Um, it's like uh, you want to start with the simplest and then sort of work your way up. It's much easier to do that than it is to like collapse down because you'll be like picking and choosing between like wait I really love this mechanic but it has to go because it's like otherwise it's the game's too long or the game's too difficult so Scarlett?
2: Yeah building off what you said it's good to start with like a simple game play test it a bit and see which mechanics you think would work with that with what you have and build off of um, what you have first and then keep building off of that because I think it's easier to add on than it is to take away
0: Interesting cool and um when you come up or when you're designing your games do you consider yourself designing games for other kids do you consider yourself designing for like a wider audience what's what how do you feel about your games um
1: that's the that's actually the hardest thing for me i don't really think about that at all i'm just kind of like yeah, I have this image that like everybody's gonna play the game, and then when it comes down to it, it's like there's so many players that just are like, yeah, that's just not my kind of game. I'm like, but it's got so much potential, and they're just like, that's not my game, and I'm just like, oh man. So, I feel like that's an area where I'm kind of like, uh, you sort of just, I just go with the game that I feel is like most right to me. That's an area where like again. Design for yourself is probably the biggest like takeaway from this, uh, because when like you do that, like a game that you don't like is never going to be a good game in your eyes, and it's probably not going to be a good game in other people's eyes. So it's like you want to have the game that that you really like to play, and then chances are, if you meet other people like you, they're also going to want to play it. So
2: that's like exactly what I was gonna say. Like. Um, as long as I think as long as you like your game then yeah like you like you said if it's not fun for you it's other people probably won't enjoy it and you want I think yeah, I, yeah. that's mm-hmm. I, I think that's
0: um that's a really good point I am I wonder if you don't mind though like sometimes you can love like I used to play the flute in high school and I loved it and I did it all the time. But then after a while, it got to be less fun or more work. And so I wonder how do you, what do you do to sort of push through that? I'm so tired of playtesting this game. I've done this like, and or your play group is so tired of playtesting this game. And you're like, but guys, I have a little bit new art. Like, how do you, how do you keep that excitement going? Scarlet?
2: Um I think that in order to keep the excitement going, I think it's important that y- you have a
0: <laughs> you want do you want Alex go can, first? Yeah, yeah. okay I'll
1: okay, so I mean, um yeah, so like a lot of groups uh, stuff, really kind of gets old so it's like um you so like they'll be like again it's like one person who designs the games in the group and yeah i've had that happen to me as well it's like you go in and you're like i'm super excited about that yeah we know it's your art we know you just made like a few more changes we know what it looks like we want to play this instead and you're just like so the kind of um you want to, one way to like deal with this is uh, go to, is like you wanna find as many groups as you can. So like if you're playing with the same people all the time, it's just like, sure, maybe that's a good group, but eventually it's gonna get kind of, uh, like you're gonna think the same way, you're gonna play games the same way. You wanna try to find new people. Um, so I actually I've uh, been going to a local game store um, like Labyrinth. It's I, I don't have a labyrinth near me, so it's uh, it's games and stuff. Um, don't know if we have heard. So because um, uh, I'm from Maryland, like right outside of Baltimore, so um, it's in Glen Burnie. Um, I definitely need to visit Labyrinth though, um, <laughs> but. They, there's like there's lots of gamers that come. They have a game nights and then they do lots of Magic the Gathering as well. And I just I meet new people all the time. And uh, and then Congress of Gamers is another good one. Um, if you're just looking for small places to iterate, it's really good for and they do it uh, like every month. So you can just go uh, do like tons of playtests and like I'm usually doing that most of the year um, except when I'm swamped with debate tournaments. <laughs> so.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think it's definitely important that you play with different groups because you want to make sure it's enjoyable for a wide group of people. And you want also each group you play, they're going to have different feedback on your game. And you want to make sure that you definitely want to have a lot of critiques on your game so you know what's wrong or what people like so you can change your game. to.
0: I am actually really glad you brought up feedback just now, because I wanted to ask, like, do you have, what's your feedback system? Like, do you have, like, a form that people fill out? Do you sit down and have, like, conversations with them? Like, what's the way that you like to get feedback? And what's what kind of feedback do you think is really important when you're playtesting a game?
2: Um, I think it's important to so, we actually got some advice from someone we play tested with on how to ask for feedback. So, first, you, um, well, we took a lot of notes when we had play tested with people, and they, um, one person said to not, to ask how long your game felt. And I think that's a really interesting question to ask because it might feel different for people, and they have different like. Um, I think it's interesting to hear the different ideas of how people um, estimate the length of time your, the game felt, and also. Um, you could.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I can I can definitely build on that. I think there's a lot of, it's about like focused questions. Um, I mean. I use forms, but sometimes I just have people tell me what they think. So I think she's definitely got that kind of uh, idea where, like, something like the length of, like, how it felt, the like how long it felt, is a question that brings out like what they're thinking and not just what they want to tell you because often that that distinction is really really large. Um, so like you have to be like ready to accept when someone's giving you feedback to accept the fact that they've come at this from a completely different perspective. And so um, what they're thinking is going to be a lot of the times, like very, very different from what you're thinking. So asking a question that brings out how they felt about this, or like, what did they think of the theme? Or um, if you had to change one thing about this game yourself, what would you change? Um, Stuff that's like makes them think about it, but at the same time, they probably have like an already formulated answer from playing the game, um, so that those are good questions to, to like get. Um, and then again, on like, you just want to like ask them. You can you can. I mean, you al- almost always want to write it down. Like you almost wa- always want to take notes if anything. Um, but yeah, forms are a good way to do it.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. And I also think it's helpful to not just. It's nice letting. Um, other people explain to you what they thought um, like anything they thought was good about your game or bad about your game but I also think it's good to ask questions but also let them um, like explain to you what they thought without.
0: So when you are ready to start getting playing with like a wider group of people how much time or what kind of I guess, materials do you use? Do you just, like, steal all the pieces from your Monopoly game? Or do you go out and buy, like, brand new stuff and spend hundreds of dollars printing? Like, how do you know when it's time to, like, invest in, like, a really good prototype? I'm actually very curious to hear your answer on this. All
2: right. So I think it's a good time to start actually investing money into your board game when you like, when you play your game, like, a lot of times, and each time it runs really smoothly, you want, you definitely want to make sure there's, um, there, you don't want to invest a lot of money and stuff, like, pieces, and then go back and play your game and realize that there are actually things you need to change, and then you have to, um, get new stuff and replace the others. You, you want to make sure that you incorporate all the rules and um, everything you need to make sure it runs smoothly and play it a lot of times and make sure that um, you like the way it turns out.
1: Yeah, so I think um, the key thing to remember is uh, that once you make a game, you're not going to want to change it. Um, it's going to be very difficult to change it, but when you have to change it, you better hope that you didn't spend a lot of money on those pieces (laughs) Um, because, so a good way to do that is if you're starting off like just totally new game, brand new, greenfield kind of idea, um, use Post-it notes and a pen, like don't use anything else. If you need a deck, just simulate a random hand of cards with, uh, for every game with Post-it notes, just just simulate card draw. I actually made, it kind of was a dumb idea in retrospect, but I actually made this like playtest deck um, where I just assigned numerical values and then I wrote down the texts. And so I would just play with these. I just bought these like craft store cards. They're just blank cards. It it didn't cost much. And so I just reused them for like all my, like all my playtests. It was really inefficient. And once I had a better alternative, like I did that, but it, it, carried me for like a lot of different playtests because it would just be, this is playtest card, you know, one AC or whatever, one one AB or whatever. And then um, those cards would just, I would just write text one AC equals, you know, draw two cards and gain a life or whatever. And then, so every time I would get that card, it would, so that's basically the idea. Um, but yeah, use really simple stuff, blank cards, post-it notes, um, depending on Where you're at, and then, then you can start worrying about like you know printing and all of that. Um, That that comes later, right? That comes once once you're confident with your base game, and then you can make small
0: changes. Cool. And, do you? When do you play the games with the people in your playtest group, and when do you just watch them play the games? Do you find yourself going from most of the time you play with, and then later on you're just watching and seeing how they're playing with it? it is like how does that work? Um, so, I think um, you like
1: so you want to start by uh, because. You, the reason you want to start uh, always playing it, you want to play in the game, is because you're not going to want to write your rules until like you're very certain about your game's like core mechanics. Um, because it's a pain to rewrite rules. Um, like It really is. And so you want to, uh, since you don't have rules, you're not going to really be able to do much hands-off playtesting. Um, so you're going to want to be like, OK, I'll sort of lead this game. I'll set up these circumstances. I'll explain the rules. Um, and then see how that goes and then but once you can get to a point where you can do a hands-off playtest I think that's actually really really valuable the first time I did that um, like I learned a ton just from seeing people interact and you have to be like stone quiet you have to be like a complete statue and like you cannot see me because um, then if you're like if you're being like Oh, but just remember this one face. You're like, yeah, I know, and you're like, you're like, no, you're forgetting this rule, and they're gonna forget rules, and you have to deal with it. So (laughs) that's the best way to get it—the feedback. So. So
2: when we when I designed a prototype for uh, my first game, we didn't um, let like we I played in every game, and now thinking back on it, I realize it would have been. good idea to have to see what it was like to have other people play the game because you want to make sure that your game is understandable for everyone and you don't want like your game to get published and then realizing (laughs) that the rules don't make sense to anyone and
0: I've played those games I've played those games (laughs) like uh, there's some publishers that the rule books just don't how do you yeah how do you uh, i guess i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt no it's fine um but like how do you know how to lay out your rule book and like what rules come first what rules come later like is that a process too that you have to like try Oh, i'm gonna write the rules this way and see how the game goes and i'm gonna write the rules and see how they play how does that work um
1: so i'm so the biggest thing you can do i think is read other rules um just read other rules of games that like you trust. Cause like, I've seen some really badly written rules, <laughs> even in published games, like oh, the God, number yes. of the, it's ridiculous, especially ones with like licenses and themes and stuff that goes through multiple negotiations. Right. Yeah. That stuff is that, <laughs> some of those the name names. are- yeah, We don't want to get anybody yeah. in trouble, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's really hard to read some rules. So just like, um, or just like, if you know like someone who's good at writing or like an editor, just go to them. Honestly, they can help you with like 99% of your writing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I also agree you should look at other rules and do a bit of. Um, you want to definitely read it over sometimes and have other people read it and make sure that it un- they understand it and go back and make edits. And- okay.
0: Um,. So I think both of you said something in passing about when we were talking about rules and I think Scarlett said something about adding like starting simple and adding on. And then Alex said something almost kind of the opposite of like maybe it's time to throw this mechanic out the door. When do you know um, when your idea is salvageable? and when it's time to just kind of go all the way back to the beginning? Ooh.
1: Um, that's a really tough question. <laughs> um, I think it's really when I mean, no game is really ever like done, but the question is what are you looking for? Um, like if you're looking for to get a game published um, like if that's your end goal, then if a game's not saleable and, like, nothing you can do to make it saleable, like, you're going to want to eventually move on. So it's just, like, um, that's, it's all about your goal, but if, like, your goal is to, like, I don't know, you, like, submit to contests and stuff, um, so if your goal is to, like, win these contests, then you're going to want to make your game as appealing to those audiences as possible, and so you're you, it's going to be a much, like, lower threshold for when you have to throw it out. Um, so it's more like, I mean if the game sucks again it's like the game you're gonna know from playing it you're just not gonna be interested and that's why you want to design for yourself like design for fun um and so like that's part of like the process is like just go design the game first like go make it happen it doesn't matter if it's good it doesn't matter if it's a hundred percent complete like there's it's a very low bar for when you really have to be like this game sucks like Nobody's gonna tell you that. Nobody's really gonna think that. Um, it's really like what can you do to make this game the level that you want it to be? So that's why it's like you want to just instead of thinking about like, oh well I need you know uh, Kickstarter or like uh, Photoshop or I need you know uh, expensive materials or like my game is copyrighted, you want to just like focus on what's fun and then let the logistics come later
2: yeah I think it's time to restart your idea when um you have other people play test your game and they give you a lot of critiques and then you just keep adding on and taking away to the point where it might become unenjoyable for you and I think that's a time to maybe restart and rethink everything because you don't want like you should definitely take into account everything that people say, but you don't want to add too much and take away too much where it just it's not your own anymore. So I think um, once it gets to that point, um, then I think it's time to just let the idea go.
0: Um, some of the games that I'm really familiar with at Labyrinth that I play with folks around your age or maybe a little bit younger, kind of have like sneaky educational content in there like we'll practice math or like emotional intelligence and stuff like that do you think of those things when you're designing the game or are those just like a nice plus that sort of ends up happening i don't know for me it's kind of just a plus
1: i kind of just go for fun because like i'm i'm an entertainer i'm not really like i like school i like to do uh i like to learn things but it's not really my like focus is to my focus is to just make cool games but I really don't know like you could be entirely different so like tell me a little bit about yours
2: yeah I I agree I think that it I just try and make like really cool games that are enjoyable for me and honestly as long as it's fun I don't really cool
0: um you say uh, you said earlier about writing the rules as one of the like the last things that you do. Do you practice when you're teaching the games, oh, or when you're when you're before you go start before you start teaching the games to your playgroups? How do you practice or know what's important to tell people right away? Do you teach them the entire game at once or a little bit at a time?
1: Um, so I think it's important to. Uh, Give them what they need to know to play, uh, and like especially if you're working through a lot of iterations, um, your your game is gonna change, but you're not gonna have you're gonna keep playing, but you're not gonna have, the like updated, you know, physical pieces, uh, like especially with you're doing like lots of cards, um, I've had this happen. You wanna just like, tell them, okay, these are the things that I've like changed, and then sort of just go through the game and then let them figure out all the little details because if you really go through like and i changed this one you know damage point to be two damage points and then this one is like you know fire instead of water they're going to be like i've lost you so it's more like you want to just give them you want to give them the important stuff Yeah. yeah
2: and i think that it sometimes it can be important to like um explain it in chunks like so first you explain how one thing works and maybe make sure they understand it and once they understand that go to the next thing make sure they understand that and then eventually they'll just understand the whole game cool
0: i think one of the things that they kind of teach us at labyrinth is to like kind of start with teaching people how to win or like what they need to do to win uh, and then kind of teaching backwards from there. Um, so I think that that's uh, keeping their eyes on the end goal. What, um, you both have designed multiple games, right? What's your like, are you ever tempted to like, take another, take a game out, like an older game and be like, I think I want to tweak this one thing or like, I like this idea and I'm gonna steal it for something else.
1: Ooh, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, once I'm done with the once game, I'm done, like, ooh, this done? new game. You should try this new game now. Um, this new game's great. Oh, yeah. I know. You played my old game. You want to see it again? Oh, here it is. It's, like, basically the same. Um, yeah, that's, like, kind of one of my, like, fatal flaws in game design is I never pull out my old stuff. I never revisit it. So I'm just like, oh. But I think that's something I need to work on, honestly, is, like, I need to work on some, like, with Goblin Shenanigans, I'm still testing it um it's just now I'm like super excited about my new game ingenuity uh, which is an engine builder game but it's like it's like Goblin Shenanigans kind of fell to the back seat so uh-huh. and now I'm just like um, so now I'm just like I could do stuff with it it works but why would I so I think you want to keep your eye on the ball and like a lot of people know my game Goblin Shenanigans like they've played it um so they want to see that so if people like if people have an interest in your game, uh, maybe reconsider and like maybe uh, consider trying to make it a little better and then seeing where that gets you.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. Like ever since we um, uh, pretty much finished Mystery Museum, I mean of course we still have some edits to make, but um, like you said, now I'm focusing on some new ideas that I have and that one I kind of forgot about. We haven't been working on that at all, and now I'm jumping over to some new ideas we have.
0: Interesting. Do you have, um, do you have any favorite me- mechanics that you kind of see yourself? Mm-hmm maybe on purpose maybe accidentally like keeps coming back over and over again or like a theme that comes back over and over again do you have any anything like that
1: i have this weird thing where every time i give a player actions i always give them three actions but then i restrain them so it's like only two of them do something so like i keep repeating that and i don't know why i default to that but it's it seems to work but it's kind of confusing so it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing in that like
0: that's your trademark?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's just my thing. It's just I'm always the three action guy with two <laughs> restrictions.
2: Um. So we haven't fully developed some of our other games that we're still working on a lot of details for them and I'm sure I'll have some of the same ideas for some games because it's just maybe an idea I really liked and then I'll try and use it again and I'll realize it's the same as the other one, and...
0: You're sneakily, accidentally designing the same <laughs> game? <laughs> That's
2: okay. I mean, one
1: one thing I would like to mention though yeah. is, go ahead and like, if you see a cool mechanic in, a, in somebody else's game, steal it. Like, do it. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You, as long as you're actual, as long as you apply the mechanic to a different kind of game, it's like people want that. Like they want to be like, oh, this is like my favorite game, right? This is the same mechanic, but it's a different kind of game. So they feel like they're trying something new.
0: There's like a million games that are apples to apples, but
1: yeah, <laughs> Cars Against Humanity, but right.
0: Um, yeah. It's like and- Dixit, but yeah. <laughs> so like there are there are game mechanics that people really like and really dig, and that's like how you build like a genre. So yeah,
2: like when we're, we were working on some of our games, I'll be like, wait. Um, there was a mechanic from this game that I really liked. maybe we can somehow incorporate it into this new game that I want to make
0: um okay I'm gonna zoom back just a little bit after I kick my mic um what's your like ideal design uh, process like do you st- like how, how does how does your design kind of go from start like I just had this idea I woke up in the middle of the night I'm gonna write it down or go in and bug your parents, whatever. Um, and then all the way through to like, I'm play t- I'm playtesting it with, with folks. Like how does that flow?
1: Um, so I have this weird thing where I get ideas when I'm walking my dog. Um, and like, it's not really a weird thing in that like people get their ideas often when they're doing like quiet things. Like, I don't know if it's like before you go to bed or like when you take a shower or stuff like that. Um, but like it's always when I'm walking the dog because I always just like lose myself in my head then. So I'm just like, cause I've been walking my dog for like years and years and years every day. So it's just like, I'm just doing it. Like I could walk my dog in my sleep at this point. So like it gives me so much time to just think and I'm just like, wait, what if I do this? Wait, what if I do this? Wait, what if I did those two things together? So, and then that just leads to, I don't really know how it just kind of leads to ideas. And then I just start Putting them in practice so it's really a question of can you simulate those ideas with any physical piece and if yes then playing with those pieces some people are more like physical kind of like object kind of people and if just playing around with those pieces sometimes clicks more ideas um, for me uh, I guess like writing it down uh, you want to write down those things as well but um, for me it's mostly just like running through that in my mind um, so when you have a cool idea it's not so much about like well now how am i going to work out all the specifics it's more of like what's the central element of your game what makes what makes your game happen um you know some people like to start with like oh well like how would i win it's not really like you don't want to start with like how would i win because the way you win is something that's both changeable and like Deter- is determined from like what you're doing in the game to win. Like maybe you don't even win at all. Like there's cooperative games and um, there, you know, there's just games where like uh, there's no there's no like real winners. It's more just like you're trying to get this many points or you're trying to beat the like beat the computer base. like computer. It's not really a computer, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. So when we did our first game, it started off with we listed some of the types of games like we want that we liked, mm-hmm. strategy, mystery, deduction, adventure, so those type of things. And we based our idea off of that. And with some of the games that we've made, um, we there's a lot of ideas that I have, and we kind of tend to jump around a lot. like. If you look at a journal that we had it'll be so disorganized it'll be like one idea and then completely irrelevant another idea next to it and then another it'll be so random and then we'll somehow piece them together and uh like you said i get a lot of ideas when i'm just sitting down and all of a sudden i'll just think of something there'll be an idea that sparks in my brain all of a sudden I'll, and then i'll email my friend and be like wait no i had this really cool idea for a game and that's kind of my that, process. that's
1: thinking like a kid right there like <laughs> this is what you paid for this, or you didn't even pay for it. this is what you this is what you get for free is the, <laughs> thinking like a kid right here
0: with scarlet <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like um Alex you have like an idea and then you kind of simulate uh, simulate it and then you get your central sort of idea and you kind of build out from there and Mm -hmm. Scarlett sounds like you like brainstorming a lot of different ideas and then smashing them together and seeing what happens and what you get excited about Mm -hmm. that's really cool 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 um do we have any questions from the audience I have a question all the way in the back are any like a crafter or anywhere. Uh, So are any of your games available for sale, just in case the audio couldn't pick you up, sir? I'm sorry. I got you, though. Um, I wish, but
2: <laughs> you can
0: basically help me
1: by playtesting. I'm actually going to be 3 to 6 p.m. Well, 3.30 because of the... Yeah. 3.30 to 6 p.m. I'm playtesting my games at Unpub. So what I want to do is get mine to a publishers and then, ba- in theory, like, People would buy it from the publisher, um, and then it would just have my name on it. Like if you see like uh, code names is like through like Check Games Edition, and it just says the designer name on there. Like that's what I want. Um, I just want to be like, yeah, I designed this, but like I'm not self-publishing, so you can't buy them from me. But um, I mean, I wish, but it's too much work for me. So, but some people choose to go down that route. But um, so uh,
2: I currently don't have any games published or. Like that. I mean, hopefully, eventually. But right now, just one game is in the prototype phase, and we're still adding stuff on to a few other ideas. But hopefully, eventually.
0: Um. So, um, Scarlet, for your game, do you feel like if I had to, if you like, were like, are you eighty percent, are you sixty percent, like how far Um, until you're like at the prototype phase, or the like? I guess wider uh, for mystery museum
2: um i say we're definitely over halfway um, maybe 60 70 i mean we um had our game at a game convention where it was play tested um it was called like the break my game section mm-hmm. and there we got a lot of um, critiques from people and we still need to possibly incorporate some of those we got a really good we got some really good ideas so i definitely want to add those and um uh-huh. so i'd say it's probably around 60 70 maybe
0: 60 to 70 percent. okay cool and
1: yeah so? for um well so for goblin shenanigans uh which is kind of again sitting in the sitting in the basket I'm not sure what to do with it right now Um,
0: it's taking a little break yeah I would say
1: it's like maybe 95% because I have to do some tweaks but it's really only gonna max out at 100 so I don't know where it's gonna be but um, for my new game ingenuity I really just got started with it but I'm using the the, if you look up um, Daniel Solis on YouTube Mm -hmm. he does the data merge stuff I'm using InDesign Um, so it's really powerful like I can if you guys like feel free to come to me after I can show you how it works and everything. Um, I'm, I use that for it. Uh, it's made it really quickly. So I kind of like jumped into this, like working prototype really quickly because I've already had a little bit of experience. And so I say it's probably rocking around 25% and it's like, it's only been for like uh, a couple weeks.
0: So, um, okay. So for me, Can you help me understand, like, so you say you're at 25%. Like, what parts are in your game that make you feel like you're 25%, like, there?
1: Right. So I feel like it has, I mean, it has all the mechanics are good to go. So, like, that's, like, 20%. And then 5% is sort of, like, Finishing touches on the mechanics and like on the gameplay itself I feel like I've got I've made some more edits. That's that's got it to be more bring out more fun But I feel like what I'm missing the big chunk of what I'm missing is um, I'm well first I'm missing some I, I don't really have like a theme for it uh, My theme is really kind of bland. I don't even know if it needs one, but um, I'm also missing the just general like playing um like when you get feedback it's gonna need a lot of i'm just estimating like again you know it could be like more but i'm just estimating it's gonna get a lot of just general reworks over time because time does that to your games Mm -hmm. um so it's more like i wouldn't feel comfortable submitting this to like a publisher like tomorrow Mm -hmm. just because nobody knows what it is i haven't played it at all like it, it, the identity it, it's of it's so still, still kind of developing so fresh and it's still and i don't even have oh, another big section is the rules i don't even have i haven't even written them so it's like i haven't even started writing them so i just feel like it it's has so much potential but it's not quite executed yet so
0: um scarlet for you what do you feel like so you said you're at 60% Maybe like 60 like
2: 70 something like that 70.
0: what yeah. what what's in your prototype that makes you feel that the that's how far you've gotten
2: so i think maybe like four, 30 to 40% might be like theme and mechanics um, combined and then so i think the left for the leftover that i have mm-hmm. like maybe another 30 20 40% would be adding, so we definitely have to write our, rule. I mean we have like a general idea and there's stuff on paper but we need to make it a bit more organized so I think rewriting the rule book might take up 10-15% and then another maybe 10-15% to 15% would be adding in all the critiques and ideas that we want to add in from other people that they suggested. And I think that's
0: it. So it sounds like for both of you, um, feedback and people playing it, like you can have all the bits and all the rules and your theme and everything, but still a major chunk of, for you, for, for game design seems like it's feedback. Mm-hmm. and getting a chance to play it with other people.
2: So now that I think about it, it might be a little higher than 60 yeah, or 70. Yeah, it's the
1: same kind of feeling. But you always, like, I'm trying to be realistic because it's really easy to be optimistic about this, and it's really easy to say, this game is great, it's totally 80%, but then you're just like, a year goes by, and you're just like, oh, wait, this is still the same 80% I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Even if you've done a ton of playtesting... But, and it's gone through a ton of changes, you're like, it's no closer to the end goal. It's really just like tweaks take up a lot more than you think they do. Um, so there is that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, we had a question up front that was on hold for a little while. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the design process as you break it down from you know, that initial idea to building prototypes to
2: play testing? I... What part do you enjoy the most? Um, I think I have a few things that I enjoy the most. One is definitely the feeling of having a super awesome new idea for um, something you could add into the game. Also, the artwork when you're making your prototype. I love doing like the drawings to make it more easy, like easier to realize what's happening. I like doing the artwork for it.
1: That's funny because I'm <laughs> I'm like actually very different. Um, I'm like. Oh God, I don't want to draw all of these all over again. I'm the one who wants to get right to the printing and the technical stuff and the typing it up. I want to like be drawing my boxes in Photoshop and just being like, okay, I want the attack circle here and the defense circle. Like the fun part is like, being is like doing the efficient stuff for me and then because the end goal for me is I want to be able to get it playing I want to like I want to try different scenarios I want to try all the different ways this can interact like this is why I'm super excited about my new uh, game ingenuity is because um, with that game it's like every single game you build a different engine and so the combos are like I can't even count them it's like ridiculous Um, so it's all about like every, cause there's like, there's like a hundred cards in this deck, so it's like, you're getting like, it's, you're getting like exponential powers of combos and it's just like, the power is all mine. So um, that's the best part of it for me.
0: Has anybody ever accidentally, like just completely found the like so you mentioned combos and stuff like that like, um, I've had friends who've tested a game and they're like, well this thing happens, and the designer's like "Uh uh-huh, and then they're like so when this other thing happens i just automatically win and the designer's like oh yeah uh so has that ever happened to you where you accidentally like you just kind of looked right over something
1: yeah Mm. i made a card in goblin shenanigans that let you open the chest with like one gem it normally takes six turns and it was like first turn they got this card. They opened the best chest in the game and my chests were not balanced. So they oh. won they won on the first turn. They won on the turn. yeah. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> and this is a game that like I was going back and forth between like people would gain so much life they couldn't kill each other, so like the game would go infinite and then I made one tweak with like a couple cards and like the game ended in three turns. <laughs> so that was a lot of difficulties.
2: So when we first play tested Mystery Museum, um we did it with a few different people and the second we started playing, we realized we had made a few mistakes and we had to like end the game and go fix it <laughs> immediately. And uh, yeah. That what,
0: happens to all of us? So we talked about a thing that, you know, you're very excited about when you're designing your game or, or you're getting to the prototype phase. What's something that you struggle with? Um,
1: struggle with...
0: So when you're like designing a game, um what's a part that you're like oh, I have to do this part.
1: Oh yeah. So it's like I mean, this is like is this a phenomenon? But it's like I call it the 80/20 problem because like you're at 80% and you're like 20% is so much, but like it's really not, but you're like I don't want to do 20% of this game because it's like so much, but you're like but then it's done, but then you're like and I, I, have, I just don't start. That's for once I start, I do it for. I do it all day. I just get lost in it. But like, if I don't start, I never start. It's like reading my emails.
2: Um, I really don't like, it, or I struggle with. I think something that, um, I definitely to fix is when I make my games. I kind of jump around like, um. I'll have to work on maybe the rules, and I'm like, but I really want to do this part, not this part. So it's probably... I don't like writing the rules because then you have to organize everything from your jumble of mishmash of um, words, and then you have to combine them all and organize them and write them all down, and... I also don't like when you work really hard on something and you realize you have to redo it.
0: That's hard. That's really hard. I mean, as an adult, that's really hard. could like... I actually tell a real quick story? Um, yeah, sure. Just about like,
1: thinking like a kid in general. Yeah. Um. So one thing you may have heard is that your first game is never your best game. I want you to forget that. That's totally false. Um, And I can prove it to you because... The first game I made was this like 12 card Harry Potter wallet game, uh, like the first real game. I mean, like I threw out some like like paper drawn crap, but, um, but basically this game, I hand drew, I actually have it uh, with me, but not on me. Um, so this game was like super balanced and super good, but I was 11 and I didn't know what copyright meant. So pe- oh. like adults told me, you cannot sell this game. So I gave up, and then finally, at when I went to Unpub last year, Unpub Nine, um, I was like, I still have this. It's it's a good game. It's balanced, and I wanted to put a secondary game in because you have to submit two games. You have to submit a primary and a secondary, and they had Goblin Shenanigans. So I was like, sure, why not? And then I go in and like everyone likes it, and I have, and it ends up getting me a connection with a publisher at Gen Con. Um, because of, uh, I don't know if you know USAopoly, they work with the licenses. So, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know about any of this and this was all because I just designed, I was like, hey, it would be really cool if you could like, be like, haha, Expelliarmus in like, you know, card game battle format. And then like, I made it into a game and I was just like, this is cool, but then I can't sell it. And then turns out like, you know, I actually went to go meet a publisher and like, that was the coolest opportunity ever. So like, it's the little things just the little fun things like where you like this is the essence of thinking like a kid where it's just like that lead you to like all the things that you want to do so
0: all right i think maybe one more question um what's oh i'm sorry yeah yeah please So compels you to want to replay a game. So, I and mean, it's easy to, you know, you go to a store and you look at all these cool games mm-hmm. on the shelves, and you know, the artwork or uh, the description of the mechanics or the similarities, or even word of mouth may want you to pull that game off the shelf and buy it. But what makes you want
2: to, I guess, what mechanics or what aspect of board game do you feel you know, makes you want to play it again? Did you want to take it or? Do you,
1: want to take it? you can.
0: Alright,
1: so I was thinking. Um, the biggest thing I've known from experience about replayability is, um, differences is, I mean, obviously differences, like, you know, one wants the game to be the exact same, but like the more different elements you add to your game that like that work with your game, the more people are going to want to replay it. So if you have a very limited pool of like cards or items or, uh, you know, uh, mechanics, um, People are going to be like, oh, this this trick gets old. You know, this strategy gets old. You want variables, like a lot of variables. And the more variables you add in a controlled way, the more people are going to be like, oh, but I could have done this instead. What would have happened if I had done this? Would I have won? Would I have lost? You know, so it's just about like more uh, changing variables.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like when you have a lot of different mechanics in your game and they're, What I love about games is when you play it and it's like different each time, I mean of course it's the same game, it's going to be somewhat of the same, but I love having all the different options, like you do one thing one time and you're like well next time you can do this and it'll be, there's multiple different ways the game could go, like with Mansions of Madness it's it's completely different each time. That's what I love about games is having a lot of opportunities to do multiple things.
1: Yeah, you got three minutes. <laughs> For uh,
2: thinking like a kid, what would be your one piece of advice you could give to another child that
1: might be interested in wanting to be a game designer? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say. I mean, really, it's like, you know, one, do what you love. Like, you know, make the game that you want to see out there, um, to make it happen. But, like, don't give up you know it's just like it's the worst when people just quit something and it, it's hard sometimes and sometimes like you know sometimes you feel like there's no one there to really like be there or like uh, you know help you fix this one thing that's like you know really taking over um, and you're just like sometimes you need to just go you know talk to the people you know and sometimes they'll give you like really good Uh, ways to sort of think outside the box get started again um, come up with something new Um, don't be afraid to like if you don't like your game or it's not working out for you don't be afraid to just start over you know what I mean you can always come back Um, but definitely don't don't give up
0: so find a a good support network and don't be afraid to give it a break that's a good
1: yeah
2: and Mm -hmm. building off of that um, when you have an idea um, and you see, it might not be working out. Don't give up on it just yet. Try and see what you can add on to it to fix it and make it better. And if it's still not working, it, it's always okay to maybe come up with a new one. But I think try and make it work. Try and add on to your ideas. Don't just throw them away immediately. Do you have a question in the back? Um,
0: so Do you ever feel like when uh, when you're, when you're it with adults, they
2: maybe don't tell you something negative just because you're a kid, you don't mm. want you to feel bad, yeah. and uh, how do you kind of encourage them to be honest?
1: The way I deal with that, um, I just say, I basically just say, tell me why my game sucks, why it's horrible, why you hate it, like tell me all of it, I want to know. And you just be like, because they're not, no one, no one's gonna be like, oh my god, your game is so bad. It's like, there, you, you literally have like variable turn order, like that's so bad, why would you do that? People don't like choices, it's just like, you just you're like, people don't make those kinds of like, people are just like, yeah, you could fix this thing, this thing's maybe not so great, but like, here's like three things, like ask them what would you do to solve the problems you had with this game? You know, oftentimes they have a really good idea of like, oh, I would do this, so. That's a really good
0: answer. I mean, hopefully hopefully the feedback is kind regardless of who you yeah. are. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the but, dream, right?
1: But not everyone's going to like every game. Like right. there, there's you're guaranteed not to like some games. Like there's just so many games out there. You're guaranteed to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and it's like how how would you like to improve them? I think you want to get that out on
0: when you're on the other side. Scarlett, what do you do to get honest feedback um rather than just nice feedback cuz you're a kid?
2: Um, well, I'd probably just, um, I'd let them know that I, um, that I definitely would want their honest opinion, and I would tell them, like, um, I want any critique you have because I want to make this game a good game. I don't want to, um, have other people play it and they wouldn't like it. I I want it to be enjoyable, and critique shouldn't hurt anybody's feelings they should um enjoy them and um use them to your advantage and use it to um improve your game it shouldn't be like people shouldn't think that they would hurt your feelings I mean sure it might not feel great but I think it's important
0: maybe maybe one of the ways you could get around that is to have like a form and give somebody an opportunity to talk to you in person, and so people might want to say one thing to you, but then give you a more, like, what's one thing you would change versus like writing down a longer sort of follow-up. Do you get people to promise at the beginning of the game that they'll give you feedback?
2: Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, do, do
0: like. Do people like do that? Should, Whether though. like sit down, play I the should. game, and be like, oh I gotta go buy They're not like obligated
1: under contract. So, like, I mean, what are you gonna do? But
0: like you spend an hour teaching them your game. Like you wanna yeah. get something out of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people just aren't that mean, okay. honestly.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, if they're at a if they're like a break my game or whatever, they're they're there. Why to
1: why would they be there if they're just there to be a jerk? Well, no, that's a good point. So um I would like to wrap it up with yeah, sort of just like sense. a uh, a when to think like an adult? Um, so, after you've done, uh, after you've like taken all these steps, and you know you're like, I have a game that I'm pretty confident about. When, uh, when you finally hit the stage where you're gonna have to start worrying about like, uh, you know, making connections and uh, talking to publishers or like worrying about copyright and stuff like that, and you know, getting a Kickstarter if you want that. It's like, um, I would say talking to people like here at Washington is a great chance to do that um talk to just don't be afraid to ask people questions and then oftentimes that turns into like much uh more conversations you can like you know ask them about you can you know mention your game and like that turns into op- more opportunities uh, making connections is just like the biggest thing you can do um Networking. And then those are, yeah um like you know I had that happen at unpub like going to unpub was like uh the best thing ever it was like just having like there were so many people like I mean Kyle you went to like you can vouch for me on this like there's so many people that are just like oh your game is cool here I can recommend you this person who's like knows all about this kind of stuff and then that leads to somebody else and it's just like by then you just you're dealing you're dealing with like a whole bunch of people and so it's like that's sort of how to get yourself out there Um, and then yeah
0: cool any closing thoughts Scarlett um no, I think What's I think. the question? Okay, here's one. What's the question you wish I had asked you? And then answer that question that you wish I had asked you.
2: <laughs>
0: this is your chance to show off. Talk about something you're proud about or something that's been bugging you.
2: Well, I'm definitely surprised about um where my game has led me like ever since i um started um uh building off of our idea for mystery museum we had it um play tested and it's like opened a whole new world of opportunities for me and i'm really happy about
0: that and that started did you start designing mystery museum like from your class assignment yeah i'll question that you, you wish to... I had asked you or just something you want to like talk about, get off your chest? I don't or...
1: know, you asked pretty good questions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would say that. Well then, let's, uh, what about something that's really, you're really proud about? Like in one of the games you've completed? Yeah,
1: um, I mean, I think it's not so much a question of, uh, what I've done as what I'm going to do with what I've done. So, like, Like I mean, that's a little bit of meta, but like I mean, like, where where I'm going with that. So, obviously, I'm not just gonna, like, go home and, like, stop doing this and just be like, oh, I'm done now. Um, It's like, I want to still get out there. I want to get a published game. Like, that's my goal. And so, it's really, like, I'm getting there, but you know, I'm not like, I still have quite a ways to go. So, I just feel like thinking uh, in terms of like what are my goals and then uh, I just feel like I'm just knocking it out one step at a time and this is like a really great gateway to that so cool yeah thanks
0: thanks I mean I'm happy to keep taking questions until they kick us out um (laughs) does anybody have any other questions I'm hearing none from the audience I don't know how to turn this off (laughs) so if you guys have anything else you want to talk about um, he did say to go get him a few. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, then. Well, got
2: live streams. has got to do <sighs> Yeah. Thank oh, you okay, all. Oh, and you've got to go yeah. do Unpub. Thank you for Thank you, for you all being for coming. Here. Thank you